Hello everyone, this is episode 753 of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast for the week of Friday, January 1st, 2021. That's right everyone, it is a new year, so I'm recording this last year technically on December 31st, New Year's Eve, and... Yeah, uh, I'm Mark Krishnez, of course, your host of this here Pixelated Sausage Podcast, and this will be a short show, and I mean it this time, probably, because I don't really have much to talk about. I have played literally nothing new. I don't think there's been a single thing I played that's new outside of The Quiet Man for Attack the Backlog, and the funny thing is... I played through that game, which was roughly three hours or so, and I disliked it so much, and it left such a bad taste in my mouth that I still lack the motivation to play anything else. I have sat in my chair looking at these screens around me for hours doing nothing, just kind of pondering my life and how the decisions I've made led me to this place where I played fucking the quiet man and man my script is very angry and I still have a part of me that thinks should I actually release this but I should at least get something out of it that's my mindset I should get something out of it I think it will be a fun episode because I do go off in various directions In the early bits, I am comparing it to the Quiet Man movie starring John Wayne, which is one of the few John Wayne movies I like. I don't love it. I have issues with it, in part because I just don't like John Wayne and his John Wayneiness. I think his best movie is Stagecoach, because that is really early in his career, before he had gotten his whole Wayne persona. But yeah, that game... And like, the thing is, if I step back and look at all its parts, I don't think it's as bad as I feel about it, maybe. But it just, the the whole experience, everything, the sum of all the parts, it just really left me angry and frustrated and annoyed. And I went into it thinking to myself... How bad could it really be? And it was bad. It was really bad. And I think parts of it have to do with the whole story conceit and you being this deaf guy and how they try and make that interesting while also saying, hey, if you want to experience the story for real, if you want to get the whole story to understand the story, you have to play through the game, the exact same game, again. But this time you look at the audio, and it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense to do that. And it's frustrating to be the player character, to be the main character, and understand less than them. Because they can read sign language, they can read lips, but you can't. You don't get subtitles for when they're in a conversation with someone. Uh, So you are more out of the loop than the actual character you're controlling. But... Outside of that, I haven't really played anything new. And I haven't really played much of anything old either. I I couldn't even bring myself to play a few games of NBA 2K. I did try the online, which I don't know if I mentioned last week. But I tried the city and it was incredibly laggy. I could not believe how laggy it was. And how much it affected the shot meter and everything. It It was a mess. And listening to this one guy trash talk was annoying as fuck and yeah i i think if the lag wasn't there it it would be an enjoyable thing to just have pick up games with strangers and stuff like that but yeah really haven't played anything new or old and so this is probably where i would talk about my favorite games of the year but in all honesty only two stand out as games I am passionate about in that sense. I've played a decent amount of games that came out this year uh, to varying degrees, but only two are ones that I would really want to put on my game of the year list, and that is Streets of Rage 4, which is by far my favorite game of the year, 
it was from the second I started playing it and it never wavered. And then Resident Evil 3. So Street Ridge 4 is a, an amazing game. I love it. Uh, I think any fan of beat-em-ups would be committing a crime if they didn't play it for whatever reason. If, if you don't like the art, just just trust me and give it a go. I was not a fan of the art when I first saw it, but in motion, and I'm sure they tweaked it from initial launch trailers or, or announcement trailers to release, but the art, the lighting, everything comes together to make a beautiful, beautiful game, and it's just so much fun. It is my favorite beat-em-up of all time. I absolutely adore it. If I actually stood back and thought about it. It could be as high as my top 25 of all time. Like, I really, really love Streets of Rage 4. And then Resident Evil 3, yes, it is a weaker game than Resident Evil 2. I'm talking about the remakes, of course. But I still had a blast with it. I played through it multiple times. I don't remember how many times, but more than two times. And it doesn't hurt that the game is pretty short, but it is more action-heavy, significantly more action-heavy. And... I do prefer the more puzzly way Resident Evil 1 and 2 handle things, but I think for a change of pace to have a different flavor of Resident Evil, Resident Evil 3 is great. And both of those games I did an Attack the Backlog episode on, so you can hear my thoughts in more depth there. But I love both those games, and both of them are ones I played through multiple times because both are short. I think I played Streets of Rage 4, I don't know, eight times at this point, maybe more. So yeah, I, I really I really love that game. But then outside of those two, the the probably biggest one that would have been on my list, that should be on my list, but isn't because of technical issues, is Microsoft Flight Simulator. That was the game I was looking forward to most. It had the best chance of knocking Streets of Rage 4 to number two. But the issues with installing it initially and then with updates and stuff where it would get stuck in these loops, it just became such a mess to deal with the game on PC that, and in the Microsoft Store and that ecosystem that I, I just ended up uninstalling it. So I am very, 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 very excited and looking forward to the Series X version when that comes out in this summer. And... Maybe I will just say, hey, the PC version was actually just early access and the Xbox version is the real version and I'll just put it on my games of 2021 list and not care because it doesn't actually matter. Uh, but yeah, that's probably the biggest game that could have and should have been on my list and ended up not being on there because I just I think the issues surrounding it and the ones I had just are enough to taint it and make me keep it off the list as much as I did enjoy what I played of it when I could play it then Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 1 plus 2 I really liked I 100%ed both 1 and 2 had a blast with it but it didn't stick with me I didn't stay around to chase high scores and I didn't get into the creative park mode at all which kind of surprised me but I, I think of that as more of a, a time sink I, I look at all these things and I'm like I want to get into this but do I have the time and that is something that I would like to change in 2021 I'll get to that when I talk about my like resolutions or whatever I would like to do for the next year but as much as I liked it I just I don't feel that passion for it, as I said earlier, it's not a game I'm passionate about and feel like, yes, I, I want this in my top 10. I think if I played more games, it would not be in the running. And then Skater XL, which I did enjoy more technically than Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2, it still is something that I ended up falling off of because, as I mentioned however many episodes ago, it is a lonely experience being by yourself with no NPCs, whether they be just people walking around or other NPC skateboarders or even cars driving around the city areas. It just is a very lonely, somewhat 
depressing experience to be in these stale environments. And yeah, I, I got to a point where I'm just like, yeah, I think I've gotten my fill of this and I just want to play the next skate game whenever it comes out. But I still really like Skate Tur XL. I think overall the controls are really good. Like I, I like the controls almost completely. The thing that bothers me is that while I think it makes sense to have the Ollie and Nolly on the different sticks, so to Ollie you hold back on the right stick and then you push up to do an Ollie, and then for an Ollie you push up on the left stick and then push down to do the Nollie. And that works, makes sense, and, and the way they affect your, your tricks and all that. The only issue is that when you're just skating it around, just wanting to skate around, not do tricks or anything like that, not even Ollie or Nollie, to move your character, I think they suggest and, and say that you should do this is they want you to use the triggers, the left trigger and the right trigger, to turn left and turn right, which works. Yes, it does. But that feels so incredibly unintuitive. I don't like the way it feels. I can never get used to it. And you can use the left analog stick to move your character around. But because that same stick is used for nollying, it means that every now and again, to varying degrees, depending on who you are or whatever, you will perform nollies by accident. And that is just ever so slightly frustrating. It's frustrating enough to, to make me question every time it does accidentally happen. Should I just go to the triggers? And then I try the triggers and I'm like, I don't like this. I'm just going to have to deal with the fact that every now and again, I'm going to accidentally nollie. But I, I really like that game. Just not enough to put it on my list, I don't think. Eh, it's weird. It's just like, I want to have more oomph in me when putting the game on my list. Then there's uh, NBA 2K21, I'd probably put on my list. I'm having a blast with it. It's It's been years since I've played one, and, and I'm really into this one. But it just, to some extent, it feels weird putting sports games on the list. Especially when I haven't been with the series for so long and I feel like, you know, this could be the exact same game as 2021 or 2020. And I just don't know because I wasn't there. But that shouldn't matter, right? See, that that would probably be on my list. But I'd feel... The thing is, and why I don't want to put it on my list is that that leaves me with three games right now. Having NBA 2K21 be my number three game of the year, I don't like that. But then there are a bunch of games. Astros Playroom, the more I played, the more I, I don't want to say disliked it, but the more my enjoyment of it faded as I realized that it really just is a giant tech demo. And it's a good tech demo, but I don't like the tech, I guess. And the, the suits I was not a fan of. The you know, Some I liked less than others but I, I didn't enjoy any of them i didn't like the ball i hated the way i like i did not use uh, like using the trackpad thing on the controller to move the ball i just found that a little bit annoying i didn't like the monkey suit i didn't like the springy suit and then the frog suit or what like i didn't like any of them and so those make up a half of every area you have four levels per area and half of them are geared towards the various suits so half of the whole game is in these different suits. And so it just, it became a more tedious experience than I would have liked. The regular platforming levels, loved them. There's, and the game is full of charm, full of so much Sony love and nostalgia. Uh, and I loved all of that. The, the music's great. Love the visuals. Astrobot is so cute. Wonderful mascot. I would love to get a figure of Astrobot. I think he is one of the best things to come out of Sony in a while. One of the new things to come out of Sony in a while because he is so light and pleasant and happy and, and such a stark contrast to their usual stuff like God of War or The Last of Us or you know even Horizon, which isn't super dark, but it's just like 
to have something more light and fluffy like this and you know we'll be getting a new ratchet and clank which is great but yeah still just not good enough for my top 10 but there are there are games that i think if i had played them i probably would have put them on my list i think ghost of tsushima is a clear and obvious top 10 game for me given my love for sucker punch games my love for samurai and all that stuff i I think it would be really hard for that game to fail in some way for it to not be on my list i think demon souls which i do plan on getting to soon i think that probably has uh, a very good chance if not a lock to be on my list the last of us part two who knows I am very, I have a weird relationship with Naughty Dog. And I know a lot of people said, like, this one, you know, I don't think they've said it finally plays well, but it plays the best of all the Naughty Dog games. But, you know, that that still doesn't mean a lot to me who, who thinks the Naughty Dog games pretty much all play like crap. And almost universally, it seems like a lot of people think that game just drags on way too long. And... That uh, does not leave me with excitement to actually play it. And I'm also waiting to see if it does get patched with uh, 60 FPS mode for PlayStation 5. But then there is a few games I, I played through but did not complete. I think had a... Ch- like Pumpkin Jack is a game I really enjoyed, but I, I, I think it's just so simple and straightforward that it probably wouldn't last uh, or, or left me with a lasting impression. But... And this is kind of going off of Streets of Rage 4. I can't remember the name exactly, but like the nine Shaolin monks or whatever. That beat them up. What I played of it, I loved. I thought it was incredibly fun. I liked the visuals. I liked the the kind of the half interactivity with the environment and just how destructible it could be and throwing enemies in it and the way finishing moves would happen with the last enemy in an encounter. Had a real good time with that. But I just had so much on my plate at that time that I could not devote enough time to that game but I, I think that probably would have had a good chance to be in my top 10 list and yeah like after that i'm trying to think what else there is I, I i can't even think of other games that came out this year that would have a chance but there's so many like hades hades of course hades is a game that i'm just i'm being stubborn and i'm waiting to see if an xbox version does come out because in the Noclip documentary, they talked about how they reworked their engine with Hades to make it easier to port their games in the future. So it would be surprising if Hades didn't come to both PlayStation and Xbox. And because of that, I'm waiting. And the reason why I'm waiting is not because I have anything against the Switch or PC, but I made this decision years ago Is in that with third-party games, if they're on Xbox... If there's a chance of them getting to Xbox, to coming out on Xbox, I will wait for that. I will pick them up on Xbox because I want to consolidate my library as much as I can to one platform and and just leave stuff like exclusives and, and whatnot to the other platforms. So like, you know, Nintendo published games, I will, of course, only play on the Switch and the same with Sony and with, with PC I'll just not play them, most likely. But, yeah. I would probably love Hades because I love rogue likes and lights, even though I'm half and half with Supergiant Games at this point. I love Bastion, but I did not love Transistor, and I have yet to play Pyre. But then, yeah, I'm trying to think of what even else came out this year. There, There's a... In the, in the Player One Podcast Discord, which I'm a part of, and you should you should check out. Good good group of people there. They have the Game of the Year channel, and even trying to think of what's on the list of like the, all the things that people voted for, I'm still drawing a blank of what actually came out this year. Miles Morales, I I'm curious because it sounds like it. it takes all the bad out of spider-man and just makes a much tighter experience which sounds good but i also believe that for me my problem with spider-man 
wasn't just that it was bloated and had a bunch of crap I didn't enjoy. It was also the fact that it still was just another Spider-Man game. And that's fine, but it wasn't some life-changing experience. It wasn't like, oh my God, they finally did it or they... What, like, it's just an incredibly polished Spider-Man game with the same bullshit you've been doing in Spider-Man games for 20 years or whatever, which is fine. It's fine. Spider-Man was a good game, and I'm sure Miles Morales is a good game, but I don't know if I would think Miles is a great game. So that's why I'm just... I'll wait for a sale. So, yeah. And I don't know. I don't know what else, but... Moving on to next year, let's just wrap this episode up. I I still have, what, two episodes of Attack the Backlog in the can that are ready to go. Prince of Persia, The Sands of Time, and I have no idea what the other one is. But I'll be finishing up the Quiet Man episode, the Halo 2 episode, and the... What is the third one? What is the third one? Doom. The Doom one, which... Should be fun to do, hopefully. But, yeah. I, what The thing, ignore and attack the backlog. With attack the backlog, just come play some more games, right? That's, what, that's what's going to happen. But what I really want to do next year is tighten my creative output and focus more on quality over quantity. There, there are things that I've been putting on YouTube in like the later half of last year of 2020 that I just put out there to put out there and I I, I don't need to get into the behind the scenes things for all those but like I want to just make things that I want to make that I'm passionate about and and that you can tell that I enjoy making and not things that I'm just kind of like farting out there so I've I've hidden some stuff from the YouTube page so that you can't even see it and I, I might delete it the only reason why I wouldn't delete it is because deleting videos removes their view count from your overall view count. And I don't want to do that. And I kind of want to clean it up entirely. And by that, I mean, I want to delete videos from way back in the day, from 12 years ago, whatever, when I was doing the Xbox Live Indie game coverage. But that, like, the only reason why I'm hesitant against that is because I want to keep those videos there to show that, hey, this channel's been around a while. This isn't some new shit that I've only been doing in a few years. But yeah, I just want to, I want to tighten the whole thing. And I want to put out more stuff that is of the level of Attack the Backlog. I still have the script for the first episode of Second Runs, which is where I replay games that I play to see what I think about them now. Uh, which I, I the, the first episode was The Last of Us. And I had fun with that game. Uh, you know, it was a bit of a rocky, turbulent playthrough with highs and lows. But in the end, I still enjoyed my experience overall. And it, it got me re-excited to play Last of Us Part Two eventually after it left behind. Left me really bummed. That is, did I already release that one? That one's already out. Yeah, I already put out the Left Behind one. But, uh, yeah, I have the script done, haven't recorded or anything, but I have the script finalized and all the footage and all that jazz. So that one is ready to get finished and worked on whenever I feel like doing it. But it also is wanting to do these things and have some kind of schedule in mind because I do like having things scheduled and keeping that on target, like, one of the biggest parts of Attack the Backlog for me is that it is every other week and that it is every Sunday and it's always the same time and that I've never missed a deadline yet, the the deadline I put on myself. I, I've never missed a week or anything. I've always got an episode out there. And that's important to me. I am proud of that because I know there are a lot of YouTubers and whatever that like are uh, not so much flaky, but you know they'll, they'll miss times and whatnot and I don't want to do that and I don't know if I want to just have like attack the backlog be this consistent thing and then something like second runs be something that I spit out there that I dump out there every now and again when it's just like oh I have time to work on a second runs episode so I'm gonna have one 
here and then I'll have one five weeks later, then one three weeks later, then one seven weeks later. I want to try and be more consistent with that, but it's about, okay, do I do that every other week? Is that too much for me? Is it, is it a monthly thing to do that? Because there are also other series I like to do. I still want to do the thing where I play and compare and contrast video games and their movie counterparts in a serious way, not like what I did with The Quiet Man and The Quiet Man. So, yeah, there are things that I want to do that I'm passionate about and I think would be fun. And in order to do that, I, I want to, like, you know, step back from some of the, the crap. <laughs> not that it's crap. It's just, like, the, the obviously less passionate stuff I've been doing. So that is one of the plans for 2021 content-wise. And then I would like to try and stream more. And when I say more, I mean at all. I am thinking that, you know, streaming, what is it, Hitman 3 could be a lot of fun given the type of game it is, though I would not I would not want to stream it right away. I would want to get accustomed to the Hitman formula again. Like It's been a while since I've been really into it. I got super into Hitman 2 for, whatever, three months, four months, and then fell off of it after missing an elusive target. And so I want to, you know, reacclimate myself to the whole thing and the way it is. I don't want to be, like, futzing around. But that could be fun, too. You know, I don't know. Uh, The thing is, you know, I'm not going to put it out there, so people are just going to have to stumble in. Unless people... The, the few people who listen to this show who are in the Player One Podcast Discord are like, no, tell us when you stream and we will watch. Okay, I guess. The problem is like, when I play games, I don't talk to myself. And it's weird streaming a game when you don't already have a built-in audience and you're just there quiet or you're forcing yourself to talk to yourself for when someone shows up. It's just it's just a whole weird thing to me. But I also thought that I, I don't want to stream like Attack the Backlog games because I don't want to be distracted from those. But if I know the game is likely going to be bad and Attack the Craplog, which I said, you know, I'm gonna just put, I'm gonna keep that as part of Attack the Backlog. I'm just gonna keep it all the same. I'm not gonna have this offshoot Attack the Craplog thing because I also don't want to like go into any game expecting it to be bad. But if I know a game is considered to be bad and there's a chance or, or a good chance that I will not like it, maybe I'll stream that. Maybe if I streamed The Quiet Man and people came in and were chatting with me, maybe I would have had more fun with it. But And they, and they could have seen some of the nonsense that I had to deal with. But yeah, I don't know. Streaming is questionable. And also, like I don't have the greatest internet, so it would be like 720p. Ahem. I, I hopefully not choppy if it's just 720p like that's that's fine because I don't, I don't think streaming quality is as important as the raw quality of youtube fucking man i wish youtube's compression algorithm or whatever it was didn't degrade videos so much that's frustrating that's what makes me want to get a 4k tv and the elgato 4k thing so that i can capture in 4k and edit and upload videos in 4K, even though, God, that would take forever to upload. Jesus Christ, I would hate that. But then the compression would be lessened to some degree. Uh, at least that's what I've heard is the case with uh, uploading 4K videos, is that you know that's, that's a way of getting around the compression or just having it not be as significant as it is with 1080p, 60 FPS. So... Yeah, that's pretty much it content-wise. Like, you know, Animes and Labaka will continue going strong. I'm still enjoying the hell out of making that show, even though the, the last show I just watched for it was a nightmare. I hated it uh, so very, very much. I knew I probably wouldn't like it. Did not know I would hate it as much as I did. If you're curious as to what it is, watch or listen to Animes and Labaka, and you, you'll be a... Uh, rewarded with a very very upset mark come monday 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 and yeah attack the backlog will continue strong uh i don't know 
what is in the future for games. Like, I like if I had more patrons, I guess I could do like polls, like pick a, a select few of games that I could play and then ask people what they'd want out of those ones. But I'm still not going to do that. And I, I want to maybe, yeah, I did it a few times, but to try and put little exclusive things on Patreon that aren't like, this is content you only get here, but like, here is an early snippet from my Quiet Man script or an audio clip from my recording for The Quiet Man. Stuff like that. I did two of those uh, near the end of last year. And I think that would be fun content for those who are patrons of Pixelated Sausage. But yeah, I'm, I'm just excited for 2020 to be over. It's been a hell of a year. Lots of lots of lows, but some highs there as well. Two of my best friends had some great, great highs near the end-ish of the year. One of my really good friends, Rob, who is one of the most important people in my life. Uh, he, he, he changed my life more than most people. He may have even had the, the most significant effect on me outside of you know my, my parents creating me and that without him, this show that I'm doing right now would not exist. Pixelated Sausage would not exist. Me podcasting would not be a thing. So much of who I am today and what I do and how I do, like, I would not be who I am today without Rob. Uh, and I love him to death. I, I wish I, I was able to chat with him more these days. Uh, I know that <laughs> they always say that, you know, I could just jump in to their, their Xbox Live chats whenever. And I've done it a few times, but I still am always like, if I'm not invited to this Xbox Live chat, I don't want to just crash it. And if I see somebody in there that I don't know, I'm like, I'm just going to be this weirdo who like has this dumb sense of humor that is just kind of like, what is, what is, what are they going on about? And yeah, but he got married this year and it's amazing and awesome. And I couldn't be happier, but like that there, there's a bittersweetness with that positive news and the fact that like, I have yet to visit him in his home of Kentucky. He came out to Chicago uh, many years ago, and we got to hang out, go to Galloping Ghosts Arcade, and I don't know, Red Robin or whatever. I don't remember the, the like hamburger joint we went to, uh, but we also like went to Woodfield and whatnot. But like this year, is a is it been a, it's been a bummer because I wanted to see, like I, I have three people who are very important in my lives, friend wise, to varying degrees, and how like I I still talk to them or whatever, or like how important they are to me. Rob is one of them. Then my friend John up in Minnesota, and then my friend Justin, who is my local friend, and uh, you know, to varying degrees, they're all my best friends. They are my best friends. And this year, I was fucking, I was planning to go up to Minnesota to see my friend John and his family and just hang out. And of course, COVID happened. And the thing is, like, with John specifically, I've yet to meet him in person. Really annoys me. It bothers me that I haven't. Rob's met him in person. I haven't. And We've known each other for so freaking long at this point. I, I I don't know when he started listening to the the Distribute Failure podcast, the first one I did. Uh, I, yeah, I believe it was with that. Maybe it was with Pixel Radio. I don't know. You know, part of me is like, because uh, I, 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 I'm, I'm pretty sure he probably found our podcast through Signed In Podcast. That's what makes the most sense to me. But... He has been such a, a great friend, someone who, you know, we can go a, a lengthy period of not talking and then just start up a conversation on the fly whenever. Uh, and it's like, you know, time has passed. And he is probably 
the person whose opinion I trust the most and value the most. And if I ever want advice or, or need advice, I would go to him before anyone else. I think part of it is that, you know, he's, he's older than me, uh, but so is Rob. Uh, but like, I don't know. When, when we've talked and, and talked on serious things, or when I've asked him for advice in, in the past and maybe not listened to him, <laughs> it, it always turns out that he was right and I was wrong to, to go against his advice. So, yeah. But like, I wanted to, to finally go out and see him. That didn't happen. And then with Rob, they do an extra life thing every year where a whole bunch of people come down and they all hang out, you know, raise money for charity and all that jazz. I wanted to actually come out this year. You know, I didn't care. Like, I'd sleep outside. I would do whatever. I'd go in a hotel. They would just have to, like, pick me up from the airport or whatever, or the train station, however I would get there. And that wasn't able to happen because of COVID. And then also, with him getting married, man, I 100% of percent of what? I 100% would have dropped everything and anything if i had planned like why why would i have plans i don't have plans ever but like there is no way in hell if everything was normal i would not have made my way down to kentucky to be at his wedding no way and you know fucking covid so that, that that's disappointing but then my other friend justin my local friend who i do on amazing labaca with he recently got into a relationship with a wonderful person who I haven't met yet because of, again, fucking COVID. But he is just super happy, and I love that. And seeing my friends as happy as they are makes me incredibly happy. So, yeah, I, I like to just ignore the abundance of shit that happened this year and think of the the good things, and especially the good things that happen to people I love and care about, and and those who mean so much to me. You know, thinking of myself, I'm happy that I am in a place where I can afford both consoles. That I was lucky enough to be able to get both consoles. You know, stuff like that. I'm I'm grateful for. And, you know, my family uh, is still healthy, which is good. You know. That's that's always a good thing. Uh, I'm always thankful for Call of Duty because my father loves the series. And, you know, if I could, if you told me that I could only have one video game series for the rest of my life and every other game I could never play, you know, they'd exist for everyone else, but I could never touch them. I'd pick Call of Duty because uh, if this also means, like, if my father could play everything and I was still, and I was the only one locked, then I would not pick Call of Duty. But like the joy my father gets from Call of Duty, he's now replaying all the ones he's already played. He's a, he's a, he's a madman. He's a madman. He's crazy. But he loves those games so much and he struggles with a lot of things. And I, I think I, I, I told him this and I'll see how it goes, but I'm like, with more complicated games that he's not used to, I try to be there and coach him. But that didn't work with Immortals Phoenix Rising. We, we, we made a little bit of progress. And it, it, it eventually, when he had to go inside like the rift and then jump and do things, it's just like, we're, we're done here. We're done here. We are done. And I want to just give him a game that's maybe you know a little bit outside his comfort zone and not coach him at all. Just be like, here's the game. You load it up, you start it, you listen to the directions, you follow the tutorial, you do what they tell you on screen, you figure everything out on your own, let's see how that goes. And if it doesn't work, you just delete the game, and it's fine. No big deal. And I think, like, the hard thing is not knowing what games have what features, because outside of Call of Duty, and like the Halo we've played together, the game he played and finished and enjoyed both of them, are the, the Fable games, Fable 2 and Fable 3. And that's because they had the breadcrumb trail. So while they were in these these semi-open worlds, 
he was able to never get lost or confused or not know where to go because he could always rely on just pushing a button and getting a trail that tells him exactly where he needs to go next. And a lot of people shit on that feature. So I'm like, oh, look at this baby mode or whatever. Like, who needs this? Guess what? There are people who could really use that. You know, it made the game incredibly more accessible. It made it so that my father could finish it, could play it and enjoy it. Not just like get through it or whatever, but like, he thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed both of those games. He had a blast with them. And that is not like an obligation. Like you don't have to use the breadcrumb trail if you don't want to, but it's there if you want it, if you need it. And I think, you know, people shouldn't shit on stuff like that that make the stuff that makes games more accessible. And I wish more games had, especially open world games, had those types of things. And I wish also that more i mean i think a a majority of them most of them have difficulties but like red dead is a game that i don't think has a difficulty and i don't know if my father could get through but i know that if he could that that, that's that's a questionable game because of how slow it is and everything like he loves westerns but would he enjoy red dead that that is a big question so yeah, and I like, I, I remember when he was watching me play through The Last of Us and, and watching me always pick up things and craft things like, oh my God, there's so much, like I can never play a game like this. You have to go around picking up everything. I'm like, well, you don't technically have to. It's like, oh, there's, there's too much here. And I'm like, because uh, I know he would love to play games like that. I, I know that while he loves Call of Duty, he loves it. He loves it. And he loves racing games. He would, he would love these other games. And another thing that bums me, about, uh, bums me out about the whole thing is that he will, you know, not like super aggressively, but he'll shit on himself and be like, oh, I just, you know, I can't do it. I'm just too old and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, no, you're not. You are much smarter than you act like you are in terms of like being able to figure out how, how to play a game. And you, you, could, you could play anything if you just devoted your time to it if you if you really spent like you know take away the time you look at fucking cars on youtube the cars you're not going to buy you because you're not that kind of person or, or like like the amount of time and research and all the shit he went into his quad phase he has like 60 quads and like it, this is all my fault i'm the one who started on that i got him his first little helicopter and then i got him his first quad and then it just fucking holy shit it did fucking it turned it like that was that was crazy he went he went overboard real fast and my first ever hgtv which i got with bioshock he destroyed it i mean it still works but when it's turned off you can see all these dings all over the fucking screen and the 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 bezel and everything you know it's a it's a big boy it's a thick boy you know it was uh, it's a 720p screen, Samsung, and I think it was like $800. And that, that's crazy to think of now. 32 inches, f- big, fat back, big ass bezel, but it was wonderful. You know, going from a 13 inch SDTV CRT to a 32 inch HD TV. Oh man, that was a that was a a big change back then, but. He has flown his quads into that TV, which I, you know, I gave to him after I upgraded. And I didn't upgrade to a bigger size, just, you know, a significantly smaller bezel. Um, he just flew his quads into that fucking TV so many goddamn times that when I look at him, I'm just like, man, you, you've, you've, you've seen wars. You've seen wars. I call the TV Frank West because it's seen some wars. But yeah. I know he can play more than he can or than he thinks he can. And I just, I, I want to be able to like try and find a path to ease him into more complicated experiences. And I don't know, like I, I think the next game I'm just going to be like, here, try it out, is Mafia, the definitive edition, the, the remake of the first game. Because I didn't remember this about the game because it's been so long since I played it back on 
I think I played it on the PS2, or I made it. I may have played it on the PC as well, or I played it on both. I don't know, but I didn't realize that the open world wasn't opened until you finish the game. So it is more of a linear experience that you're constantly moving from like mission to mission. I guess is is, is what I've heard. So I think that is a way to kind of ease them into something a bit more where it's not like okay you can't just like go everywhere or or go off on your own like you're constantly going to be guided to the next thing but in a more open space so we shall see anywho this was supposedly going to be a short show but it turned out being a relatively normal length show i guess like i I don't i don't even know how long the shows have been as of late but i feel like this is pretty much on par with most of them but uh yeah i had fun enough doing this i feel like my voice was incredibly dry for most of the time and extra emotionless <laughs> but anyway that will do it for this episode of the pixelated sausage podcast once again i am marcus ness y'all can find me on twitter and pretty much everywhere at px sausage the site is of course pixelatedsausage.com where you can find this podcast, the attack the battle, or the uh, attack the backlog. You can find this podcast, everyone. This podcast being the Pixelated Sausage Podcast, which you were listening to, and of course you know you can go there. But you can also listen to and check out and find Attack the Backlog and on Amazingly Baka, all of which are available on podcast services across the globe like i don't do like anymore never mind and i was about to say stitcher radio you know what stitcher radio fucking sucks i that's been a mess i looked at stitcher radio a while ago and it's just like they will randomly grab episodes from the feed like they won't take any of my newer shows because they're like they don't have the time in them they don't have the duration i'm like well fucking i can't do anything about that with the way everything's set up and then with the ones that are currently on there that were already on there before they made this new rule they will just like uh we'll take this episode and that episode and uh this one they don't have every like i don't know what the fuck they're doing so fuck fuck stitch radio stupid poo-poo head uh but yeah you can you can listen to them most everywhere rss fees are in the post and all that jazz and you know listen to it wherever you want and of course if you'd like to check out the art i make you can go over to the site as well I forgot. Don't have that URL anymore. I was like, I don't need this. But uh, yeah, you can check out the art I make on the site. See, look, the 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 year is over slash the year has begun, and I'm already so confused as to how I end the show. It, you know, it feels like a year has gone by, but it also feels like it was just yesterday. Technically, today when I'm recording it, so who the fuck knows what I'm even talking about? Anywho, if you want to check out the art I make. You can check it out on the site. And if you see something you like, you can purchase a print of the piece you fancy. And if you fancy the site in general and anything we do, and if you do fancy the stuff, I mean, you know, you're, you're crazy. But uh, if you do choose to support us, you're, you're also crazy. But I, I thank you very much though, for doing that. It's incredibly appreciative. It does help out uh, quite a bit more than you more than you'd expect. Uh, but if nothing else, what it, what it does more than anything is, 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 it makes me feel good. Yeah. It makes me feel happy. Um, so yeah, that is, of course, if I didn't already say patreon.com slash PXS, but, uh, yeah, that is it. That is all. I hope everyone listening to this had a very happy and safe new year's Eve and that you have a wonderful New Year's Day, doing whatever you do. I still, I know it's technically a holiday. I do not like that New Year's Day is a holiday. It just seems weird to me. I don't get it. Like, I guess, you know, they just want, you know, for the, the new year, with the start of a new year, when everything starts fresh, for people to just get the day off, the majority of people. But I don't know. Or Are more things closed on New Year's Day? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But I've always not liked it. It bothers me. But that is uh, enough nonsense. So that is that is really it for this year's show in 2020. So I'm, fuck. I mean, that was last week. Because technically this is coming out in 2021. So, you know. 
Oh, fuck me. Anywho. That is it. That is all for real this time. Thank you again for listening. Hope you enjoyed this episode, and I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful day doing whatever you're doing and an absolutely lovely week end. And uh, check out the, the newest episode of Attack the Backlog, whatever it ends up being. Maybe I'll power through and put out the Quiet Man episode. Who knows? Anything could happen. That probably won't happen because I haven't even recorded the audio. And that is like, that's the most tedious aspect is recording the audio, then editing the audio. And then when I'm putting the video together, that's fun. But the, the audio, because I could add no fluffy, like, n- nobody cares, okay? Shut up, me. Mark, Mark, shut up. This is over. This is absolutely not a short show or anywhere near a short show, you lying son of a bitch. Goodbye, everyone. Have a wonderful day. Adios. Bye. Bye. That was bad. Okay. Thank you again for watching. No, you don't watch this. For listening. Have a wonderful, all that bullshit. Bye-bye. And I'll say it the normal way that I say it, which is, you know, not a normal way to say it, but it's, you know, me sprinkling in anime bullshit in this podcast. So one, two, three. I should have done it the other way. Three, two, one. <sighs>